On this week's episode of Friend Code, we're talking about Mario Kart Live, Home Circuit, and is Nintendo starting to take advantage of Disney's vault strategy for some of its classic re-releases? Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Friend Code. I'm your host, Michael Damiani. This week, I'm joined by Ian Hank. Hey. Daniel Budworth. Hey. Deja vu. Deja vu. Deja vu. <laughs> this is not, we're not recording it the same time as before. We're all wearing different clothing, as you can see. Uh, it just happened to be oh, that the, the two topics I want to talk about. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> we uh, just felt like it would be a, a good lineup. Plus, um, the other allies are busy with a lot of stuff right now. You probably guess why. And it's a busy time of year. Just, you know, it's the fall. We're heading into uh, very important stuff in the next couple of weeks. So maybe you'll see some of that in a little bit. But here in Friend Code land, where just we're talking to be about Nintendo, what? Just to be clear, Blood and I are super busy too. Oh, yeah. We had an hour. <laughs> Yeah. this is insane okay so everyone here is busy <laughs> just so we don't look bad just just ian and bloodworth had like they'll see everything one more hour one yeah. more hour than everyone else it's like we were doing the calculations like we were just like like crunching the numbers and just came out all right ian blood you've got like one more hour available sorry i i, I gotta use you i gotta use you i have no options here what do you expect me to do so yes well and i'm uh, the only I, one who's played home home circuit that so. so yes we will be talking about uh about mario kart live home circuit and ian has been the only one who's able to have hands-on with it uh ian just did a recent video for uh easy update on it uh, if you haven't seen that you should go check it out i probably will be using footage for that you might be seeing yeah. it in the lower corner uh-huh. when we're showing that because that's the footage we have from it uh, very good i've got that copyrighted you can't use that dang it no, don't hit me with that copyright strike. <laughs> don't do it, I'm going to dack my you. Take down vid notice. Whatever the hell that's Ian called. Uh, and then, um, we're, as we said, we're going to talk about... So they announced Fire Emblem, Shadow Dragon, uh, and the Blade of Light arriving in the U.S. Uh, later this year, December 4th. Uh, it is uh, the first English port of the original Fire Emblem game from the Famicom. Uh we're not really going to talk so much about the game's announcement so much as the the strategy Nintendo is uh, employing with it, uh, following a pattern that they just did with Super Mario 3D All-Stars about limited availability for their games. And we'll get into that in just a little bit. So that is what we got for today. And I have like one or two questions at the end. So it's what I was trying to get at is we're really busy, but it's a little light on Nintendo stuff. We've had a lot of things happen in the last few months for Nintendo, but it's kind of in this period, like right before Pikmin 3 is coming out. Uh, I know the DLC for the Crown Tundra just came out for Pokemon, but I have had no time to put any, put any time into that, basically. So, and then Hyrule Warriors is still a month off. So we're just a little like, it was just like the perfect storm of there really isn't too much to talk about on this episode. So it might be a little bit lighter than usual, but hey, you have two great people here to talk about it. And that's not me. We could talk about the endless Switch Pro rumors that keep surfacing as though they're new away news. I'm from the Switch Pro rumors because I made oh my promise Google... until there's official, official yeah. information for Nintendo. We're not falling down that rabbit hole like we did before with the Switch Lite. I mean, we've done so many Switch Pro rumors on the show at this point. I just, I don't know. Yeah. I, I feel like we just make, rebrand the shows like Switch Rumors. 
Nintendo Rumors, the podcast, <laughs> Nintendo Rumors. We don't have to be Frank Good anymore. Well, this is funny because my, my Google Discover or whatever, like the news feed thing, feeds me like a new article like every week about the Switch Pro, but there's never anything new. It's just like, it's rumored. Maybe it'll have this screen. And I'm like, I don't care. Until that's it's why, real yeah. news, don't tell me. <laughs> that's why I saw yeah, the mini OLED screen or something was the newest one. Yeah. But that's like it. So it's like, oh, like the use one. That's it. The end. It's like, yeah. all right, great. I'm like, you okay, know. it might not exist. I think it's because we have the new consoles coming in uh, so soon. And people, Nintendo fans are just hungry for, oh, give us new hardware announcements. Like we want to be part of the party too. Like we want to be part of the new yeah. hardware party and there is that, that fear of missing out a little bit, but we'll see maybe next year. I have a, I have a, my gut says we'll probably hear something about switch revision, switch hard, hardware update in 2021. Not this year though, but software. Let's talk about some software. Let's talk about, and some peripherals, I guess it's it's both actually. This is one of Nintendo's one of their unique ideas, following their their history of trying these like weird one offs that are either wildly successful or make headlines for a little while, then fade out, you know, into obscurity afterwards. That would be Mario Kart Live Home Circuit. Ian, you got to try this out, and I I have I I, I want to know about this, like the setup process. Uh, obviously, if you watch Easy Update, Ian does do all this already. So for those of you who haven't watched it, this is your chance to maybe get a little bit of the inside information about how it actually works and what it t- the process involves. Yeah, so, I mean, you unbox it, obviously, you've got the cart. You have to download the game separately. The game is free. Uh, it's it's just on the shop, and you download it. Um, but obviously, you can't notice... do anything with it if you don't have the cart. Yeah, you can turn it on and then you would get to the part where it says like point your cart camera at this QR or QC code or whatever it is and um, QR code and then you wouldn't be able to do anything because you don't have a cart. cart. Um, it might have some kind of like informational stuff in there too if you don't have a cart. Um, not sure on that actually, but uh, yeah, so you download that. You have to charge the car when you get it, which I was hoping I wouldn't have to do. Um, I was setting up the vmix stuff while we were there while I was there anyway, so I ended up having time but yeah I, I think it took maybe three hours to charge, but they say you get a ninety minute charge or a ninety minute play out of that, which is actually really pretty good yeah um yeah, and uh, then you turn on the game, you point the q r cam or the camera to q r code it syncs them up there's a button there's one button on the cart and a little hole for charging a USB-C cable um, hole there that you have to slide the thing up. Took me a minute to figure out how to get the little flap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, and then uh, you just push the button, do the QR code, it syncs up, it's pretty fun. And then the camera actually looks really good. The delay wasn't very bad. And the thing I was really surprised by is driving it um, it's really funny in the easy update episode because uh, I had another camera, like a real life camera just set at the floor, you know, and once you get going um, and you have to, it comes with cardboard stand. Oh no. Oh, because looking at them, I was oh. kind of like, how do you do these things? And then you, you unfurl them and then fold these little slots in and then they stand up on their own. They're pretty strong. They're not like, you know, they're made out of cardboard still, but they're not, didn't feel like they're going to fall apart. 
But uh, yeah, once you get going, you put them in the right order, one, two, three, four, and you have optional little arrow things. And in game, those show up and animate because it can AR those. Um, but yeah, very little delay in the camera. The camera is actually pretty good. It looked good on the TV and in the footage, you can see that it looked pretty cool. And um, I was actually, the thing I didn't anticipate, and I guess this was stupid that I didn't, but there's a lot of game to it. Like um, it has level themes. Obviously it doesn't like reskin your room totally, but it, it does put like an overlay on your, the screen and it does AR stuff over the gates and things like that. So like on the underwater one, it makes the screen kind of watery looking and mm -hmm. the gates have like coral or whatever on them. And, and there's a dusty, um, couple of dusty theme ones. So it's like, they look like old West. And then there's wind. The wind I think maybe was my favorite feature because, and you could see it in the episode, um, the wind actually pushes the cart in the game. And so you can see mm -hmm. when I cut to the overhead camera the little cart is going like like back and forth like that because i actually had to like adjust for the steering constantly um but the funniest thing about this thing is that while you're playing it it feels super intense like i hadn't unlocked 150 cc or 200 cc yet but even playing on 100 it feels really intense in the game and it feels like you're barely making these turns and that you're getting harangued by the enemies all the time and items and things are happening and blue blue and then you see it in real life and it looks so dumb <laughs> just this car just going like really slowly kind of trundling uh, along reminds me of the what, very the, funny the ant-man part at the end when uh yeah the train the toy yeah. train where it's all dramatic from their view and then outside and then when it's they just, crash it's like stupid <laughs> yeah it's it's oh, very great. much like that um and it's funny because the way i had to play it um docked you know so i could record the video in the game uh for the episode you know limits how far from the dock i can go obviously to about i want to say 10 50 i think they say 15 feet um unobstructed um so i did try to drive it under the couch and when i had the switch behind the tv it blocked the signal too much and i lost service but i moved the switch out to the side and then i could drive under there and the camera would just get a little staticky um, yeah, I heard it, it has would not uh, lose. It's more issues when you're in like dark areas like that. Yeah, I guess it's a lighting issue and a and a distance issue maybe. Um, I drove it out into the hallway, which is well lit, and I got just past the office, and it started to lose connection because the signal was too weak. So like, docked the range is yeah maybe fifteen twenty feet. Yeah. Um, Seems like about I, what you'd expect for a controller most of the time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but what I haven't tried is. And I've heard that it actually works better handheld because there's less dock in the way, obviously, but also you can just walk behind the car. And mm. so I think that would be an interesting way to play it, which I haven't tried yet. Um, Cause you could focus more on the real life aspect of it too. Like you could put gates all down the hallway or something. And then obviously they have to loop cause you have to end where you started, but um, you could follow the car and you could have a 300 foot, course theoretically uh and it could get pretty nuts i'm looking forward to seeing if the, if this thing takes off i'm looking forward to seeing people do like really neat builds on it like building actual courses and doing weird stuff i hope i hope they do that it'd be fun to watch yeah it'll be interesting to see mm -hmm. if they do software updates since the software part of it is free they drop in like new level themes for the the ar part of it 
Uh, I know he didn't get, yeah. I don't think he got to try it out, but the one thing I'm mo- still pretty curious about is how it works with, because you play without the four people total, so three people in addition to yours, how yeah. it feels trying to make a course that it can accommodate multiple people driving multiple right. carts. Yeah. I think that that could get really, really fun, I think. If, if you had another car, it would be pretty wild. Um, and yeah, they'd be synced to the different switches, so it's an expensive proposition because I think every cart is a hundred bucks, right? Um, yeah, it's a hundred bucks for the kit. Yeah, you can, there's a Mario yeah, and so, Luigi, and yeah, but you can do a full set of four. They would just be two of each. Two Mario's, two Lu- or four Luigi's or whatever. But yeah, it. Uh, I think that would be really fun because four they could Luigi's bump into each other. Funny to watch. It would be pretty fun. <laughs> they can bump into each other. They can get into each other's way, way and stuff. And like totally in game, the characters. The game doesn't really detect obstacles that are in the middle of the course. It assumes that the course is basically clear unless it's a big enough thing that it can see it and be like, okay, that's like a wall. Um, So then it'll adjust for it. Mm. But I had like a tripod leg or a chair leg in the middle of my course. And uh, the AI computer guys could just go right through it. Whereas I had to go like (laughs) around it, you know, Um, at least in my case, it seemed like it wasn't really it it looked like it was kind of trying to incorporate it maybe but bullet bill when you auto drive it just crashes you right into stuff <laughs> you can't see it you know it would be kind of interesting um, if you could uh maybe walk the course like an open mode with the the cart so that you could go to that spot with where your tripod leg or obstacle was and if the game's not detecting it just say i'd like to drop a solid object here in the ar so that it would yeah. register it yeah i wonder cool. like it's like I, I played it for like an hour and a half. Um, and I, so I didn't super deep dive into further customizations in the, in the track stuff. Cause you can make custom tracks and apply different effects at the gates that you want oh, and, that, nice. and you unlock more mm. as you play the game and you unlock better, better speeds and stuff. So I think out of the gate, you can have the, the gates um, give you coins, do a little boost or have items on them. And then you can unlock more stuff. Uh, the first race I actually did, and you can see this in the episode, was some kind of mirrored. It was like from the second to last uh, Grand Prix thing. And I, I wasn't really thinking st- clearly because I should have realized that it would be kind of hard to start out with. But it, it has a thing where the, the wizard, the PlayStation wizard, uh, I forget his real name. Oh, Kamek? Yeah. Uh, who does the <laughs> the PlayStation symbols? At you. <laughs> um, I was like a PlayStation a magic Koopa, which is yeah, funny because that predates the PlayStation, right? Yeah. So PlayStation ripped that off. But uh, anyway, the, <laughs> that guy comes through and mirrors the video, so it makes it very uh, hard to drive. Um, and I think you know the solution to that would be to look at the cart in real life, which I completely kept forgetting to do. Always your controls mirrored, so if you push right, you go left. Or is it just uh, the video? You, I think it's just the video, but okay. it's still very disorienting. Um, but definitely I would... No, I think it, it just reverses the video because I pushed right and I would go right, but I should have gone left because the you know video was flipped. Uh, but yeah, so it, it has a lot of extra tricks to it, which I wasn't expecting. I thought it would just be like fun skins over... Um, whatever course you made and that was that you know but they actually kind of put some thought into it and you unlock a lot of costumes and different carts and stuff if you have the 
construction cart on and back up your cart beeps um in game not in real life uh stuff like that though it's cute and if you're wearing a hat if you have a hat on mario if you get boosted we'll put his hand up to hold the hat from blowing off it's a cute game i don't know i i think it would be a lot of fun if you had another person with another cart and could race and play and stuff especially for kids it would be a lot of fun i do question how long it would keep me entertained um i could easily play it for another couple hours but yeah yeah i mean just depends on the 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 progression and stuff if they uh if you have to like place like gold cup you know finish first and then you know unlock the that's how you like the higher uh speed course uh speed cups or if those are just like yeah unlocked from the beginning i i know you mentioned that there were 150 200 cc but i didn't know if they were just from the get-go they're unlocked or if you have like i could not the- i could not do them in in the grand prix i could not do those all right then and it does actually make your cart faster in real life yeah and when i've you heard boost, it's a lot easier it makes to, your cart- to go over carpet and stuff with the higher speeds yeah, I did get stuck on stuff sometimes, uh, and it puts you at a significant disadvantage if you have an uneven floor or stuff in the way compared mm-hmm. to the AI guys. Also, the game does have the just after two countdown boost. Oh, um, nice. Which nice. I thought was really uh, fun. Uh, have that. Because you could start yes, the real cart. Yeah, the real cart boosts. I forget um, if you said so it. Cool. Does, it doesn't incorporate drifting at all. Even though your cart can't drift, there's no like drift um, thing to make a turn. There is yeah, some kind know. of drift mechanic that people were talking about, but I don't know how people it works. People in the comments talked about drifting, but I don't know how you would do it in real life. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, because the camera would have to like, or you'd have to drafting simulate Drafting either, that. I don't know. Yeah, or yeah. maybe maybe it's, I don't know. I have to uh, have to try it maybe myself or look it up, but I was curious. Yeah. Obviously, it, d- it probably does not literally work the same as it does like what we're thinking of, but there might be a mechanic for it. The only other thing I think would be cool to see them try at some point, especially because it supports up to four, total four players, is uh making like a battle mode type thing. Sure, yeah, that'd be fun. Like a, like a, you know setting up those things, the the gates and everything that make like a more like a square course and how yeah. that would work and stuff you know doing like a battle mode that'd be kind of fun i can i, I can see that being really you can, wild you can set up custom races um and you know set all the parameters yourself so i wonder yeah i wonder what latitude you have there to make other kind of ideas happen i don't know um and there is a time trial i know and i feel like there was one other mode but i don't remember what it was hmm yeah yeah it's fun it's cool it works way better than i thought it would so i thought it would look really like crappy (laughs) like with the camera but it actually no it's pretty yeah that would definitely a concern yeah the only thing i think of the uh, the maybe wrap this up is uh any other ideas that they could use that are kind of like this with the ar i mean obviously you know not nintendo but niantic has already done like pokemon go with mobile phones we've seen that we know we've seen this I was like, I was like trying to think like maybe like Labo like a, had yeah, some uh, good stuff in it, like an Animal Crossing like just take your boring room and like now you can like augment it <laughs> and like make it look much better like an Animal Crossing room or something like you, you make your that house actually look could like, be kind of neat in a way that yeah. actually would be pretty fun yeah if it and you could like have totally like, replace things that are already in your room which is like yeah different uh, decorative items. Well, yeah. you could have like an animal friend, like just in your room with you. <laughs> that could be neat. That's your alarm clock, virtual Tom. <laughs> but yeah, I remember when they 
revealed this and they had the dev diary and you know that showed off that it was from Velen Studios, uh, who was headed up by Kartik Bala and I believe his brother, which I don't remember his name of. Uh, and those guys, they used to be uh, with Vicarious Visions, uh, who did a lot of work with Activision on like Tony Hawk games. And um, I think some of those um, Spyro and, and Crash games maybe as well. But those guys, uh, we had interviewed them several times over the years at Nintendo World oh. Report and Planet GameCube because they'd often work on like the Nintendo versions of Activision's titles. And they just always seem like really cool, smart, friendly dudes. And like, I haven't spoken with them for like 15 years or more maybe at this point, but <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's just really cool to be like, oh, there's <laughs> like some of the first people I probably like talked with in the industry when I was in my younger days, you know, and it's like, all right, they've gotten away from their original company. They're doing a new company and now they're making a real life like Mario Kart AR thing. Like, that's cool. It's, it's, it's cool to see them continuing to be innovative and creative um, with their work. Yeah. And to, I mean, I don't know about the sales, but I would say that this thing works about as well as it could, you know, yeah. better than I thought it would. So. Yeah, this thing is primed to be like a hot Christmas item. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Yeah. Especially without much else <laughs> by way of competition. Like when you look at Mario Kart 8 sales, you know, oh and, God, and yeah. then, yeah, finding out that it's not just like some like garbage, like connect, like it does actually work and it is actually fun. Like, yeah. Yeah. You got like a perfect storm for Christmas. Well, and if you've got the space, that's the thing is like you need yeah. a flat floor, a pretty decent amount of room. Cause I ended up having to make just like, a thin you know maybe 20 foot long uh, thing but like i couldn't utilize the whole room because it was uneven and it was just too crazy um yeah so like if you have a big old living room this thing would be incredible and no one living below you because i imagine that would be really annoying <laughs> <laughs> yeah it does seem to be sold out pretty much everywhere at least here in the oh, wow. u.s um looks like reseller market on amazon for either the mario or luigi sets about like 170 dollars so oh no the price jeez but yeah like best buy GameStop, target walmart seem to be sold out of it and amazon doesn't have it so yeah it looks like it might already be gone so it seemed like it was a, a hot ticket whoopsie yeah maybe they'll maybe they'll restock it you never know but you oh know, yeah I, I imagine this thing is is gonna keep yeah, it's going to show up and then go away and show up and go away quite a bit. Maybe, because, you know, with Nintendo... I wonder, yeah, because... And, 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 and Nintendo, Nintendo yeah. and limited availability, you know, <laughs> that seems to be one of their uh, new strategies that they're employing as of late. And uh, you never know, uh, Mario Kart Live Home Circuit might be uh, another one of those launches where they're like, what we put out there is what we put out there, and uh, that's it. It's sold out. There's a lot of demand, but that's the end of it. Um, obviously, I'm alluding to uh, the continuation of the, the Nintendo Vault strategy, borrowing it from their good friends over at uh, the Walt Disney Company. Uh, starting, uh, not starting with the most recent example of this is with Fire Emblem, Shadow Dragon, and the Blade of Light. Uh, the first official English release of the original Fire Emblem game for the Famicom coming to the West for a limited time 
limited time. Uh, so there's going to be a, 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 it's going to be available on switch digitally. And then there's a really nice collector's edition. It's already gone. Uh, it's already being scalpers got most of it. So that's a whole different thing, but it's available for a price of five ninety nine. available December 4th, but it'll be only available to purchase until the end of the franchise's 30th anniversary, which is on March 31st, 2021. That might that date might sound familiar because earlier this year Same Nintendo time. announced something called Super Mario 3D All Stars for Nintendo's and for Super Nintendo Mario Brothers' newest uh, 35th anniversary, and the physical it's a it's a collection of Super Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine, Super Mario Galaxy, uh, a three pack bundle uh, is available as a physical or digital edition. It is only being available to purchase until March 31st. 2021 after that date you can no longer buy either of these games so i my question to you is like your thoughts on this on this practice and i want to remind you all when it comes to physical stuff that's not the end of the world nintendo has done this before with physical copies the Mm -hmm. zelda's collector's edition you can only get that one of three ways for a very limited time the super mario all-stars 25th anniversary was called the super mario all-stars limited edition which was also only available for a limited time as well the problem here i I want i want to specifically want to know about is the tactic of doing this when games are now so prevalent digitally that they are not going to sell this even digitally after march 31st 2021 it, 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 do, do you do you what do you yeah how do you feel about this <laughs> um well yeah i mean that's that's the first reaction right like that's it feels ridiculous especially for something that's uh essentially i think a lot of people maybe not too many but you know like a, a fair amount of people have been waiting for for like 19 years right since yeah. since they first got smash brothers melee and stick it in and like who's marth <laughs> You know, you want the answer to this question, and here's the game. You know, that's who's Marth. There you go. And uh, and it, I, I've I've heard some people say that you know it's probably not a good game for you to jump into if you're a new Fire Emblem fan because there's so many like just systematic things and quality of life things that you know even with this kind of remake version, you know, the game's just not going to have because it was just it was the first game. They didn't have all those features yet. They didn't have that amount of story, that amount of uh, investment in the characters uh, from a story standpoint. And it was, you know, and it had some of those really brutal things like, like permadeath. (laughs) So um, It's like, you lose your character, you lose your character. Big deal. You know, keep keep going. Yeah. Um, Now to be fair, while it doesn't have all the modern features, uh, they, it did seem like they put a little bit of effort into this because it does include extra features not present in the original version, right. such as rewind, fast forward, saves the bookmarks, the saves. Rewind so is you, good. Yeah. So it's, and I, I'm a, I don't know, we don't know if it's going to work on a currency or anything like that, like it, it did in the more recent in Fire Emblem Three Houses. But uh, that, that's something to make it a little bit easier. In fact, you know, we got a little salty on the easy allies podcast when we brought this up regarding uh, the effort put into super mario 3d all-stars like none of those three games have anything remotely like this like a rewind in super mario 64 oops i died eh, i just want to rewind instead of going back here no save state nope not available it's because those they just decided to do that but so that's a nice feature here they are adding a little bit of this but you to your point yeah it's uh maybe not the best one to jump into for your first one honestly so that it, you might want to start with another one. But the issue is, you said people have been waiting 19 years or longer, or I think, yeah, 19 years or however long they've been waiting for this. 
And let's say they don't have a switch because for whatever reason, now you have, you right. have only until March 31st to go, A, get a switch and then buy this game. And we were joking about the rumors of another switch. What if some people were like, I know there's a new switch coming out next year. I'm waiting for that. Now you can't, unless it comes out before that, which I don't think it is. It's like this type of stuff, right. it kind of like puts this pressure on consumers. Now you, you need to get on in this. So it's like driving up demand, which is what Nintendo wants. They want a bunch of sales. It's just feels well, so, yeah march so, 31st is the end of their fiscal year right so yeah it feels so <laughs> that's a funny day not feel for, good um i am i'm still curious though you know it was easier to see a, a path forward with the bundle because it's like well maybe they just won't sell the bundle but i am curious if there is something that nintendo is doing around the corner to where this is just going to seem like a you know like a non-issue you know if, if there's going to be this is something that okay they've made their sales off the suckers and now they'll add it to the nes online library right yeah (laughs) that that's what i was thinking with this is because it's it's additionally weird because it like the super mario one was weird because it's probably too expensive this one is weird because it's like you already have a thing for this it's the nes online thing just put it in there like yeah, and maybe that's what they're going to do. Yeah. Is just I mean, but they are there. translating a game that's never been translated before. And with some of those NES online but games, they, they haven't really translated them. They're just like, here's the Japanese game. Good luck. Yeah. But, I mean, they, they have a history of doing that with, well, I guess that was on the hardware thing. But they, they did put out Star Fox 2 or whatever that had never been out. Right. So, like, that they've kind of done that before. pretty much done, though. They just opted yeah. not yeah, to yeah, yeah. release it in the original place. Whereas this... Localiz- I mean, as, yeah, localization and how much text is in this game, it probably was cost more to do this than to finish up yeah, development yeah. for Star Fox 2, probably. Who knows? But, I mean, it does seem a little weird, though. If they're charging people $6, it's like... Next up, Mother yeah, 3, play this only available for three weeks. <laughs> so, what's their start? Are they, are they trying to get people who really want to play this earlier? If, if their long game is, we're just going to eventually release this anyway, individually, like the 3D All Stars collection, each game will come out individually, whatever. Um, that one, yeah, is what you're saying, Bloodworth, that one I could see if you bought them all now, it's a discount. You're getting them for cheaper than they will be buying them individually or something like that. It will be more expensive. Or maybe they do have a sort of service. Maybe N64 games are coming in. That and Mario is going to be added. Super Mario 64 is going to be added to that. That made more sense to me. I, I could see that being more feasible for a long-term strategy. This though, they just end up adding it to NES online service. How many people are going to feel burned by that people, when they're like, people I paid up. Mad, yeah. Yeah. Uh, unless they take away some features like, Oh, it's just a straight port that none of the rewind or anything is in there. Would that, I wonder if that would be enough to mitigate that uh, that backlash that's going to inev- inevitably Doesn't the happen. NES online already have that feature? It's built in, yeah. yeah it's I know. So it's like, I guess it's a good point, actually. It's like, eh, it's kind of already there. So it's like... Uh, I mean... But I, mean I, I don't I know that they've actually done anything different with these features, Tommy <laughs> yeah. uh, I Like the physical version I get, the forty nine ninety nine version yeah. I get that being limited. That makes perfect sense. This... I, I yeah, I just can't think of a good answer for why this. I is mean, limited. one of you, I think one of you already said it as they're doing the Disney Vault thing. It, it's like literally some Mickey Mouse BS, you know. It's like yeah, but that's not a good just reason. Creating it, false it, demand. Yeah. I mean, it's a great reason if it works for, for them. them. It's yeah. a bad reason for us. Any any way you slice it, but like, 
Disney's been doing when it Disney our whole does lives. The vault, do they announce that they're vaulting the thing when they announce the product? They, or- I remember, I remember ads back in the day saying like Disney is opening the vault and Aladdin is available again on DVD or whatever. But I don't remember if they ever said when it was going away. Right. Maybe it was just like once we sell through, it's gone. I don't feel like they've ever done this like hard deadline, or at least if right. They- did it would have been like after a thing had already been out for a couple of months and then he's like get it quickly you know get it quick yeah well that's that i mean you pointed out that's the end of their fiscal year this march 31st thing but the thing that's weird about it is like nintendo loves anniversary stuff they they always have but the weird thing to me is they don't both get the same amount of time in the sun mario got an extra month or two because it came out first but they both have the same termination date so that does lend credence to to two things one option a it's all financial and they just want to do it until their fiscal year is over or b yeah they're doing something weird around march like switch pro or they're doing weird other things like something's gonna change yeah, i don't know potentially you you have to believe there's some other thing going on we just aren't being told about yet that's not as as simple as we're seeing it uh, but the thing again, I was going to add is this is Nintendo. They've always a- they've traditionally made like two good choices and six bad ones. Like that's their mo forever. Like they got bad. lucky with the Switch so I, far. I, feel I don't like, have by a quote large. from Nintendo about why they're doing this. I don't know if anyone's had the opportunity to talk to them about mm. the, the the strategy now with these two games specifically with the digital part of it. Um, is maybe a, a peek behind the curtain to how like how Disney felt. Disney is on the record about saying why they, they did this practice. The Walt Disney Company stated this is from a uh, sorry the source for this is uh, from uh, Gizmondo. Sorry, from Gizmondo article. The Walt Disney Company itself stated that the process that we call vaulting uh, was done to both control their market and to allow Disney films to be fresh for new generations of young children. A side effect of the process was the fact that videos and DVDs of Disney films placed uh, in the vault became collectibles, sold in stores and at auction websites such as eBay for sums in excess of their original suggested retail price. The practice has also made Disney a prime target for counterfeit manufacturers as well. So this, mm. the, like this, so this is what happened with Disney. Well, they they've been doing this for a while. This isn't a new thing for for Disney. In fact, they don't even do. They don't even call it a Disney Vault. Is a former term. It's not even what they use anymore. I guess they didn't like the term for now that. They but just that was do it. that was a little bit of the the behind the curtain there and the effects that uh, that happened. Uh, and sorry, part of that quote was also attributed to Animation World Network. So it's Gizmondo and Anime Animation World Network for those two quotes. But so yeah, do you think? Could you see Nintendo saying like, hey, we want to control the market, but also like, we want this Fire Emblem game to like feel fresh for new generations. Like, do you, do you really buy that? That like holding a game like in a vault for a mm. few years and then re-releasing it like really benefits young generations? Not, not really. Because like with Disney movies, it makes sense because you can show them to a four-year-old. These is like the new generation is like you have to wait for someone to be like 17 to appreciate this I mean, thing we, like what? we are the new generations on the i'm like already yes so yeah <laughs> and it just feels it feels like we it feels particularly strange because again it is the exception right like you can get all these other games like anytime you want on the the nes uh library that's on the switch so why is this one going to go away 
and it yeah, would like, be, sold it would separately. Be a, like it's just yeah. Yeah, it would be a weird strategy too, based on where we see the other players on the field going. Right, like uh, Sony has the PlayStation Plus collection. When you get the PS5, you just get six or whatever games. Uh, Microsoft has Game Pass. You know where we're everyone else is kind of slowly marching towards you know the the netflix of games kind of idea in one way or another uh or like a game tap model sort of in a weird way but like these guys are going the the other way which again very nintendo but like (laughs) if they do start doing this where they just start vaulting things it, it, it would be very counter to the market trends in a weird way it's it, it is the market trend of them making bunch of bunch of money off of Mario well, 3D All Stars. Well, that's the thing is like it worked for that. I don't yeah. see this one selling as much. Like no, definitely not. I bought Mario. I bought the Mario bundle even though I thought it was a like a ripoff. You know, I still bought it. <laughs> like I was mm-hmm. like, damn you! And this is only like six bucks, right? So this is about the same as a virtual yeah, console game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so it's like. For fans, I feel like this is just for like diehard Fire Emblem fans, and they're just going to take advantage. I mean, that's kind of what it is, right? Is they're just taking advantage of, and take that as a as a negative or a positive, but they're like exploiting the fan, the diehard fan bases of these anniversaries, and maybe that that's what they're going to do. They're just going to, I mean, because they've done limited events in the past, but they never locked off the purchase of the thing, to my knowledge, digitally. Yeah, it's just yeah. With, with, with digital stuff, it was always about because it was always about scarcity. Making a physical product, it costs money, it, uh, more money than than putting it on available digitally. You have to like work with like distributors and suppliers, and like it's a whole process where the very least Nintendo controls its own online ecosystem. They can control to put that game up there digitally, and it's not yeah. in terms of resources. It's not occupying the same stuff as the physical release so it is uh it has to 100 percent be to they, they have to have some idea that hey this is a, a must buy we for better or worse we are taking advantage of people who have been waiting for this and we want them to buy it right now because we need these sales within this window then we're going to put it away and like i assume it's going to come back at some point i don't think they'll never bring it back especially with the a digital version of it it's do they expect every like especially super mario 3 all-stars that's as you said it's sold a lot it's one of the best-selling games of the year it's gonna keep selling if they put that away for like say a few years each time they bring they pull that trigger is it going to be an explosive sale you know i I expect it to never be as big as this first one but really like how much will that decline be and was that really worth it that was their long their their end game for all of this and will it be higher than if you just kept it on the market the whole time like yeah you have to wonder that too there's some advanced arithmetic i just had a really weird thought that i don't think is true um (laughs) but it would be kind of funny if they did come out and say this as like a reason uh that they're just trying to make it fair um because they're like well the physical release is limited only a certain number of people can get that maybe to make it fair we limited the digital release too well with the fi- so the physical release of fire emblem isn't a f- is uh, the actual game is still a code so there's oh, wow. no cart it is a digital co- you- it's a code that comes in a fake replica nes case 
Interesting. Everything else, there's but like, if you buy that, if you buy that like a year from now, Dakota, you'll still be able work. to download it, right? Yeah, I believe yeah. the code is still Weird. good. I haven't seen anything about. Well, I mean, the the fine print will probably be available when people get the physical versions in hand. Yeah. Uh, to to read the fine print, but I'm assuming it has. Well, to be. but the reason I the reason I wonder that is like, could you buy it and then wait for the Switch Pro? You know, like you get the physical because you were saying mm. before, like this makes you have to get a switch. Because like if you bought the physical and the the code still works forever, even if you can't buy it and download it, you could just buy the physical and wait to get a I switch. I tried something here. I'm sorry, I don't know this. So if you're correcting mm. me in the comments in the second, I'm, I'm thank you for that. Do you actually need a switch to buy Switch games digitally if you have like a My Nintendo account? And you go onto the eShop, like you try and buy the games. Can can you can't you buy games through Wait, their? Can website? you go on the eShop and buy Switch games? From can you like, you know, like, like PlayStation? <laughs> can't you buy like PlayStation Four games without a PlayStation Four? Like if you, you just can, go on, on there. Phone. Yeah, but I don't, yeah. I don't know if you can do that on Nintendo. Is that available? Yeah, can Stop you do games. that with your Switch, like with Nintendo yet? Is that possible? I don't. I don't think that there's a. A web store. I don't think there uh, it is. It says buy I, digital. I can buy Paper Mario Origami King digitally right now. Oh, okay. Well, I did not um, know that. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go through it and see if I get a code <laughs> or what. But yeah, yeah, it says buy digital, buy physical. Oh, right I'm pretty now. sure because I've sent, I bought, I bought something on there. I thought I did it, and it just sent it to my download list on my Switch, and it oh. started downloading it uh, on my account once I clicked it on my on my system. So I just think you can't download or anything like that. I wonder if you have to have a switch registered to your account, maybe, you know, this like, mm. hey, you can't buy this because you don't have a switch. I wonder. But who knows? I, I, because to your point, though, maybe you, could just, maybe you don't need a switch. Maybe you just go buy it now on your account and then whatever switch you get, you link it to that account, that will have your thing. I don't, I don't know if that works. I, I, think I this would will be surprised. <laughs> I don't think this works. I'm pretty sure this will not work uh, for this. Like, for the since everything is reason. locked since yeah. everything is locked to hardware basically like I well feeling, i guess they yeah. kind of recently introduced cloud saving right sort of mm-hmm. but like well, they, had, they, they they were a little late to the party to introduce it but they they've been opening up like animal crossing recently got the island back yeah up. but that's only and with the nintendo game. online it was like within a year like last year or something two maybe yeah, a year and a half it ago a, took a while for for that and again yes said not all games support it um like pokemon games absolutely do not support it so that's a whole thing but i guess Rather than spending too much time trying to figure out why Nintendo does this, I mean, to anyone who listens to this, if you have friends in the industry who have access, like, I really hope uh, some outlets, you know, kind of grill them on this when they get the opportunity and sometime in the future. But I want to switch it to about what we think they might be doing in the future, like potential other releases, because next year is going to be Zelda's 35th anniversary. And I read a lot of people already starting to discuss online. They're expecting Nintendo to do something similar with Zelda, where it's right. going to be another limited yeah. release that will be hit, that will also be vaulted. Uh, I mean, I a mean, trailer you, <laughs> for Breath of the Wild Two would not be out of out of line. I guess, yeah. Uh, you, trackers. Yeah. What do you do? You, is there any obvious candidates that you see that would be perfect for this? That would fall into this vault strategy, just based. But on the problem your is. Aren't all the other Zeldas already on the digital? So yes, yeah, so um, the legend. So one, two, all two, and three link, are link to the Zelda past. One, two, and link to the past. So one, two, yeah. and three are currently available, uh, but you don't have links. And a remake of Link's Awakening. You don't, you don't have Ocarina of Time. You don't have Majora's Mask. 
You don't have like anything Link's Awakening onward isn't on Link the Between Switch Worlds. that it wasn't a Switch release. Mm. Uh, I mean, I could you, see them doing. I could see them definitely doing any combination of like the big other ones that haven't been ported, right? Like Time Mask, Wind Waker, uh, Twilight Princess, Skyward Sword. Like any combination of those, all of them in one bundle would probably be way too many. But like, yeah. maybe maybe. N64 bundle and then Twilight Princess Skyward Sword bundle or something yeah. on Switch. Well, and don't forget about the um, Wind Waker Master also. Quest for Ocarina. Oh, yeah. That's a thing. Yeah, I, like, I could they, see them doing that. Like, will they include that? Two will bundles. it just be a port of the 3DS versions? You know, rework to work on Switch maybe? So oh, yeah, enhanced, that's a thought too. Slightly yeah. enhanced visuals. Enhanced like, we don't know. I, there's Basically, there's a lot more possibility with Zelda because there's a lot more games to consider. Yeah. For, Based on you, what they did for Mario, I would say it would be the Path of Least Resistance uh, versions and with very little else done to them. Yeah. I also uh, think something like made uh, it work. Four Swords Adventures could work. Yeah, uh, for Switch. Oh yeah, multiplayer. multiplayer. That could be uh that could be a good one that they could put on there. There's a lot of possibilities. Would, I mean, I could see them doing like a handheld bundle on Switch. You know, like all the handheld ones, Four Swords Adventures, Link Between Worlds, whatever. Uh the N sixty four bundle and then the like later bundle, which I guess I would probably put Wind Waker in that one with Twilight Princess and like the, the GameCube on bundle. Uh, I could see them doing something like that, maybe. Really shady and slimy. They're going to do a, uh, a physical special edition called like the Master Collection, which will be like <laughs> the path of most resistance versions. So like all, all, as many Zelda games as they can fit in there. It's going to be Zelda it's gonna game. be like a hundred plus dollars, like over a hundred dollars easily. Oh, yeah. Uh, not only will it be limited edition and limited time to even buy it if it somehow doesn't sell out in two minutes, some of those games will only be available in that version. So like the digital version oh. will not include some of those games. I bet they do something like that. Oh, but they would just be codes anyway. <laughs> yeah, they would just be codes anyway. And you'll see the reselling value for those codes. This is, yeah, like because like the vault, if used in a better way, like something that it takes a little bit more effort and you never would have expected it, like this Fire Emblem game, I, I sort of get it if it was like physical, but it's like the digital part of it just makes me a little annoyed. But something like the BS Zelda games, if they were actually to like do some kind of yeah, port man. of those that were never never previously playable outside of Japan. I mean, there are versions out there, but like they're not the official final versions. If Nintendo put an official English final version of those games out there, that would be something like, okay, it's only available for a limited time. This sucks, but like, this is something like really worth it. Like you really should buy into this. Right. When it's something or like so prototype common. type things, you know, like if they oh. did, you know, yeah. if somehow they had prototype builds of uh, Zelda 64 and uh, Mother 3 64, like you could actually <laughs> like get hands on with those things. That would be that gnarly. stuff would be amazing. Yeah, I, I think those things are generally going to be more well-received. It's when they do the more common stuff, like 3D All-Stars. Those are common games. They're nothing mm -hmm. special. They're great games, but like they've never been like ridiculously hard or we've been wishing for those games to be re-released or something. They're, we're bound, they're very readily available in some form or another. But in a way that actually makes me feel like it's easier to stomach because it's like, oh, you missed it. Okay, I guess, you know, you go out and you get a Wii and you play Super Mario True. Galaxy. You know, it's like... 
but with fire emblem it's like it's it's the only way to do it without emulating it you know as though i just like you could get a japanese version but yeah yeah i just had an intricate thought um what if this limited edition or limited time window thing is sort of a weird rolling delayed effect of the price point of nintendo online let me explain since it's only twenty dollars a year they they feel like there's a cost benefit whatever uh you know threshold that they don't want to put too much cool stuff in there because they've already set in a relatively low price compared to you know game pass or games gold um or psn right so like this is their way of it's like an expansion it's like paying for a destiny expansion um instead of having a monthly fee right where if their if their cost was higher per year for nintendo online they could put cool this cool stuff in there and it would be limited by the fact that you need to maintain your subscription to have access to this but since they priced it so low they're doing these limited time things to kind of offset that because otherwise they could be bonuses for the online, but they don't think that they're getting enough money for that. So they're doing this artificial pressure thing of a time limit to offset that. Whereas if it was $60 a year, they would just throw all this stuff in. Like, I wonder maybe some weird thing like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's like a lot of weird mental gymnastics, but I wonder. Because, like, when you're talking about, like, prototypes and unreleased things and, like, new translations and stuff like that, that it feels like DVD extras, right? And yeah. that kind of yeah. stuff, it feels perfect for Nintendo online users to get as, like, a to sweeten the pot. I mean, we did the same thing with patron parties, like, sweeten the pot for subscribers, you know, and they have access to it as long as they're subscribers. But their price point was too low to make it any better than it already is, <laughs> you know, yeah. without raising the price. Maybe my 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 the the most obvious thing to me with, with just reading through all this, I think it's just as simple as we were making it out to begin with. Where the dates, the dates give it away. That is the end of their fiscal year. Yeah. They have like while Switch is doing extremely well, Animal like a lot of their software is doing well. I wonder if the amount of software put out, like even with those record numbers, they still need to hit a few more milestones. And because it's been a light, it's been a light holiday season for them they don't have because of covid i'm sure i I think i think you're totally right damiani i think like covid set things that they had planned for this holiday season back that they were expecting a huge cash infusion from possibly breath of the wild 2 for example they're definitely not not having issues with hardware so Yeah. yeah but like they expected those extra little bumps and so they're trying to artificially inflate this fiscal year with these kinds of little limited things i think you're completely right yeah it's just weird that they feel like this game, Fire Emblem. Like Mario makes sense. This they, one's weird. Yeah. This one yeah, is weird. Like Mario I don't expect an explosion of sales with this. Didn't we see that Mario would have been actually out in June? Like it was definitely not a reaction. Oh yeah, so it was. Good. It was delayed. Yeah. I think they that for that specifically. I think they need to hedge everything they had and be like, okay, this has to be a success. We like we know it's gonna be a success, success, but no doubt, zero doubt. How do we do that? We say it's limited time only. Like add that extra part to it where you can only buy it within this window that will help maximize the chance we will hit the highest amount of sales we were thought we were going to hit throughout a longer year of sales that we would have had for it if it came out earlier. And I think that works. This one's just like mystery to me. This one is just, this starts to let me ideas creep in about like, 
control of content more than just sales. This is, this is some other part of the Nintendo philosophy that is like yet to be fully disclosed. As soon as someone gets down and interview someone about this and get them on record, we'll probably start to get a better understanding of what's going on with this. Plus in the coming year, seeing if they do this with anything else. If they don't do this again, we'll know, okay, this is a one-off thing because of Something COVID was, or something. There was definitely right. a financial thing. If we see Zelda or other things start doing this as well next year, like a Zelda collector's edition or whatever, then we know there's something a little bit more going on. I mean, again, they love anniversaries for years. They've done crazy stuff like Year of Luigi and whatever. Right. Like they, they love anniversaries. Um, so it really could. It really could boil down to just like they they wanted to do some cool exclusive stuff for an anniversary celebration because i mean like the e-shop is reskinned as mario still like they love it <laughs> so who knows man <laughs> yeah yeah we'll see well we'll we'll keep our eye out see what uh, they have in store for the future i don't i have a feeling this will definitely not be the last we hear about this but yeah uh but uh, uh, on another the real quick note i'm excited for fire emblem shadow dragon the blade of light uh, i have not actually played this game uh, i will be pick i will be picking it up digitally because i've just never played it before and i think have you played it's the remake? priced hmm? have you played the remake i have not played the original version of this right i'm asking if you played the remake of it isn't that the gba one um no i think it was like ds or 3ds wasn't it shadow dragon yeah I, I i'm pretty sure i reviewed it for game trailers okay uh i played i played the two first the first two that came out was called just called fire emblem and then the and here in the u.s the first game boy advance one i'm sorry i don't remember what they originally were but the two gba ones that came out here i played those loved them and then uh shadow dragon was the name i believe for uh, the DS one, I think because it was split into two or something. I don't remember. I reviewed that one for Game Trails and I really liked that one too. So, uh, I, I, but it's been a while. Like, how long was that? Like 10 years ago? So, I don't entirely remember. Like, Fire Emblem DS. Let me, uh, <laughs> what was it called again? It was uh, Fire Emblem Shadow Dragon. Yes. Uh, it is 11th entry and is a remake of the Famicom title Shadow Dragon the Blade of Light. So, I have, yeah. But I have not played the original version of this. So, but I mean, the, the DS version looks like a Super Famicom version with the sprites and stuff like that. It was, it was good, but it'll be nice to go back and play like it with the NES style. Cause it look, it's just, it was like going back and playing Final Fantasy one for the first time after playing yeah. like so many recent ones and never touched the original. It was just like such an experience. Like what the heck is this? So, woo, this is, this is old, but this is kind of cool. Like it isn't, they don't really make them like this anymore, do they? <laughs> Ooh, but yeah, we we will see. Um, yeah, but I'm like, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, uh, and I think it's a good price, like five ninety nine for this with the the features they're adding. Uh, looks looks cool, so we'll definitely check it out. Uh, we got some uh, time for a patron question or two. Um, we got a. Let's see here. We got a question about. So here's the thing, blood and we. Did we talk about Ring Fit on the Love and Respect episode of the Easy Allies podcast? 
Were you on that? Who who was? I was on that. I don't that remember was... saying a lot. Didn't we have a it. Ring Fit question on something recently? Or was it and A? I I I forget what it was. We definitely talked because we have a question from uh, Cabbage Lad uh, with the rousing continue, continuing success of Ring Fit Adventure. What other use cases do you see for the Ring Peripheral? Oh yeah, yeah. This will be reversed. Yeah, this was, we we've done this. Yep. Yeah, there was a devil, devil submission there. <laughs> yeah, I think they were. Uh, so this was actually submitted driving. for last friend code. Um, driving, obviously. Uh, I think it would be kind of cool if they had. Uh, you know what? They should do something with Pokemon with it. Next, let's go. Oh, sure. Yeah. 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 And probably like a sex thing. Yeah, the, that, that Switch Sex edition. The Switch Sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Nintendo's big into like the sex games. So you could do some thrusting onto the ring for sure. They really are. They have all these anime games. They just, they don't censor here. <laughs> they like, weirdly kind of Sony are. Sony and Microsoft <laughs> censor everything, but Nintendo doesn't. They absolutely let all these like anime sex games come through. Uh, they don't even make it onto Steam sometimes, they, but they'll make it onto Switch. Yeah. So it's not a joke. You better, if you, if you like sex games, Nintendo Switch is for you um i don't so yeah, even know we, i can't even tell if you're kidding i've never downloaded any of them on oh switch mm, so i okay. don't know if they're like super censored on switch and you're joking or if they super aren't mm, right. well you'll have to just search and find out for yourselves <laughs> uh but uh so yeah we I, I guess we did sort of talk about this before but uh i think of how well ring fit has done though i think a sequel they're I would not be surprised by a sequel, but after all the talk we just had with about Nintendo and why they do things, you never know. Ring Fit might just be a one-off as well. They just be like, "That's it. It's selling so well, we don't need another one. We're done with this. It was a great thing, and we're moving on from it." Wouldn't be surprised by that either. Uh, I do have a balance board in my closet. Oh yeah, yeah. Man, what they made a hang glider a- game? Because remember, you do have that like, like falling down one in Ring Fit. Mm. I'd love like a pilot wings maybe with the. Uh, with the uh, Ring Fit peripheral, the, the what's it called again? Breath of the Wild Two. If you have the Ring Fit controller, you can Ring Con. Use it's called it the Ring Glide. Con. Ring Con. Ring Con yeah. yeah, that's what it's called. You can use it to glide in Breath of the Wild Two. Oh man, in your shield, you got like oh, there oh, you it's go. a shield. Yeah, that should be pretty cool. Breath of the Wild sequel. There you go. Uh, <laughs> Maverick Lee back uh, has a question for us regarding controllers. Do you find that your nostalgia for a game is also wrapped up in what you used to play it? I recently used the Nintendo Online SNES controller to play through Donkey Kong Country with my girlfriend, and using the original controller style feels great and brings me back. Nintendo seems to be king in both nostalgia and varying controller designs. That might be up for dispute, but sure. Uh, so I'm curious how attached you are to, say, the N64 controller, which hasn't had an official re-release. Cheers and stay safe. The, the SNES controller feels, like, I have the wireless one, too, and, man, it just feels great to play. Even, like, Mario Maker with it. Yeah. Like, when you, when you switch to play mode, you'd pick up the SNES controller. It just feels good. I mean, for me, like, you know, Souls games are the big one. Like, it feels because I played them on PlayStation first. And so it feels, even on my PC, feels like a betrayal to, to use <laughs> the 360 controller for it or the Xbox One, I mean, controller. Yeah, I think there's definitely games that are made around uh, a specific controller's, you know, ergonomics and inputs and everything, you know, that goes behind it. So when you, yeah, when you do a port, they don't always, yeah, they don't always feel right, you know, and I, I think that, 
N64 games are very much in that level because, you know, it was a very distinct controller. Um, the analog stick was, you know, essentially like a first draft on analog sticks. You know, yeah. since then, the rest of them have been pretty similar. Uh, but that one is, you know, that that long stick with the small ball at the end, you know, it it creates a different, you know, sensitivity to how you how you play um so yeah i think n64 is probably one of the closest ones to culprit that the closest one to like fit that scenario but i think there's yeah there's all kinds of weirdo controllers out there specific to certain games you know like uh would like remember sega did the box thing for like let's tap where you put the weird yeah, mode on top of a box tap. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do that. Well, I mean, uh, but, the, you know, I'm just like thinking like Seaman had like microphone attachments and, yeah, you know, there's just been like a lot of games out there that like, if you know, if they could, they would pack a unique controller in with them. And so well, Smash trying Bros. To, is a huge one with the GameCube controller. Everyone wants to yeah. use that for that. Yep. Very true. DK Very true. Bongos for Devil uh, <laughs> Beat. And, uh, That's a game that Sega I, was... you know, like... They made it compatible with the Wii remote and everything, but it's like, nah, you gotta, you Not gotta play bongos. That's how that game works. I remember uh, it's it's really yeah. funny with PlayStation controllers because they've basically just been iterative. They've been almost the same except for you know they add the sticks or they add this and that rumble blah blah blah. Um, but like playing a, a PS One game with the OG PS One controller and how like light that thing is, it really brings me back every time. Um, I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing what the PS5 controller is like, but like the PS1 controller really is a blast from the past, like picking that thing up and you almost like hit yourself in the face with it because it like has nothing to it. And I get the same kind of vibes with the the SNES controller because it's like uh, just it has like a magic to it and it just feels that one. It feels so solid and well constructed. Even this re-release that the Switch one is just like, ugh. Yeah, but there's nothing like that moment when, you know, with an old controller and your brother walks across the room and trips on it and pulls the console off the <laughs> entertainment center. It's part of the thrill. It's part of the thrill. Chords. Thing of the past. Not yet. Almost. Uh, yeah, for me. And uh, those are all good examples. Uh, Mar- I can't play Mars. The best way for me to play Mario 64 will always be using an N64 controller. Nothing to for me nothing comes close like it just feels natural and correct for me to when i have that n64 player uh, controller and playing mario 64 when i have to play it on all these other like switch pro controller the wii u pro controller or whatever wii pro controller whatever it's been in the past it is just not felt right like like not having the z button in the back and like the analog in the middle like the the close like it just feels weird to me mm. like it's mostly the z button and the feel of the analog stick is just like all off to me all the time so we'll never shout out I, I, to uh shout out to resident evil 4 on the wii which i think oh. was the second time i played through that game i'd already beaten it on the gamecube and then i played through it again and i just loved the targeting with the wii remote on that game it just felt so cool for me and then you know i've played it again since on on other stuff switch or playstation or whatever but like that wii one good stuff. <laughs> yeah they did a really good job well, I think that is going to do it for this episode of Friend Code. 
Thank you to everyone who uh, submitted questions for consideration for this episode of Friend Code. Uh, I actually went back through the questions I've been submitting in the past because we've gotten quite a few questions that haven't been related to the topics we've been talking about. Uh, and so I decided just to go pick a few of those. Um, we only had time for, for, for two of those, but I want to do those this time, you know, because I felt bad that people were submitting these questions and they weren't getting picked for, for that reason. However, if you'd like to submit a question for consideration of friend code, um, you need to be a $5 and up patron. I'll make a post the week we were recording calling for your submissions. Uh, and I'll get to a few of those when possible. So thank you for everyone who submitted your questions. Um, and as a $5 on a Patreon, you're also part of our early access tier here at Easy Allies. So you get episodes of several of our shows and podcasts, including Friend Code, a little bit early before they go public for everyone else. So thank you to everyone who supports us in that way as well. And for everyone else who watches on YouTube, thank you so much. We also have some shout outs for the month of October. We want to give a special shout out to Althanis, Greg the Dark Knight Kettering, and Caleb Togi Crawford. Shout out. Shout, shout out. out. Awesome. Thank you both of you for taking time out of your very, 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 very busy schedules <laughs> by one hour difference from everyone else. Just one hour less busy. Uh-huh. And as you can see, uh-huh. we made it in in just about an hour. So thank you so yeah, much one for, hour for less carving out a little yeah, bit of time. One, one way or the other. Yeah. <laughs> and for being on it twice in a row thank you for 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 helping me out in that regard uh would have been uh would have been in a little bit of trouble there so thank you very much and until next time everybody may the way of the hero lead to the triforce and go vote <laughs>